And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. started with something not that funny resulted in a mission to make it awkward. This then became a game by the name of Not That Funny. Actor, activist, speaker, and singer, both professional and karaoke with his kids, Jesse Lipscomb is an empathetic entrepreneur who's gamifying social change one awkward conversation at a time. So, is awkwardness your superpower, Jesse? It started with a campaign that evolved into a game. For those who don't know your story, mm-hmm. please start at Make It Awkward and bring us up to what has now become Not Funny. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to answer the first part, I wouldn't say awkwardness is my superpower. If I were to pick a superpower, I would probably go with fearlessness, but not fearlessness in the way that I don't get scared. I get scared daily. Uh, but I don't let fear get in the way of me moving uh, and moving forward. And I think that's a big chunk of how Make It Awkward started in, in its uh, early infancy. You know, I was um, an actor. I was shooting a commercial uh, about the city that I lived in at the time in Edmonton, about how wonderful our city is. And during one of the takes, the car drove up and started spewing racial slurs at me through the window. Um, and we were rolling. I didn't know we were rolling, but I, uh, I stopped and walked over to the car. It was a red light. Um, and I asked them why they said that and why they thought that that was an okay thing to say, uh, someone they don't know. Um, and I got down on one knee, you know, I was trying to be as least confrontational as possible because I'm well aware of the trope that lives with me being six foot three, 250 pound black man. So, you know, as, as, as unthreatening as possible, had that conversation, which, kind of went with them denying that they said it, uh, slamming the door, spinning off, and then saying it another time. Um, so we had it on camera. So then afterwards, after the camera guy told me he had it, I wondered what to do with this. So I thought I'd just put it on social media uh, just to start a conversation. That was the hope, right? Um, and that conversation grew very, very quickly. You know, there's millions of views uh, and shares all over North America and Europe and then became a big media thing, uh, which happens, right? You know, one media outlet gets it, then another, then another, and it became international news. Uh, And the news really, if anything, was uh, one, like an awareness of what happens on the daily to marginalized individuals, but two, just what my reaction to it was. And uh, it's almost like, I can't believe that you were so calm and could have this conversation. But the truth of the matter is, I didn't have an option. Because, you know, if I were to respond angrily, uh, then the story is now, angry black man uh you know does this uh to alleged racist incident right there's all these things where growing up i've known my whole life i can't act the same way that other people who don't look like me act i have to i have to be better i have to be more conscious all of these things but then it also became an opportunity because this wasn't just a black and white thing this was marginalized individuals all over the world deal with stuff like this on a daily basis and worse right Uh, and so i thought look, we have a platform, let's use this platform and let's create a conversation where marginalized individuals can share their stories without having to uh, defend that it really happened, without having to, you know, make sure that people understand and feel it's safe to speak about it, but just to be able to speak about it. And that thing became, um, you know, it moved from from being a platform online and a hashtag 
to being a, a place where we put on events and seminars and conferences and summits. Uh, we speak, um, you know, creating different TV shows with Make It Awkward themes in them, um, all the way to where we just talked about the game, which is called Not That Funny, which plays a little like Cards Against Humanity with the goal of uncovering microaggressions in everyday speech uh, across all the different intersections of marginalized people. So we've been, you know, listening, uh, adapting, and as the world has said, pivoting uh, as it needs to. Um, and it's nice, you know, we have like 12,000 members that are there uh, learning with us, growing with us, and trying to make change in their environments and be everyday activists. And that is absolutely amazing. So I want to get back to this card game. So a card game to call out our biases, not that funny, gives us permission to call it like we see it, and then through conversation, correct it. Is that what it's going to take, Jesse, to create a more yeah. just, tolerant, equitable society? Oh, Can man. it be that simple? We just need to talk? No, it's not. It is not. It is not a binary solution, you know? And those who are looking for the simple, quick fix, just like they want to take the pill that makes you get in the best shape in life. No, it takes hard work. Okay. It takes practice. It takes habit changing. Um, and this is simply another tool, you know? And if I'm being honest, it's a tool because I'm well aware that we human beings are relatively lazy. Uh, we can have all the answers in front of us and we won't do anything with it. So how can I create something that will provide the most for people having to do the least? And that was my suggestion and why we created it. And for sure, you know, there's, there's, it's gamification of activism. You can have fun and learn, um, you know, uncomfortable conversations can be uncomfortable, but also, you know, there can be levity in those situations. And I'm trying to take the walls down where people can make errors in safe spaces so that they can be brave in other spaces uh, in the moving in the future. That's, that is awesome. Um, you know, so beyond your own endeavors to combat racism, misogyny, homophobia, and just hatred in general, you work with organizations and leaders to help them understand and address racism. It's interesting because I was actually told by a guy the other day that racism doesn't exist anymore and that he didn't understand why people are still talking about it. I mean, it's an easy opinion to have if you are someone who is white and hasn't been on this yeah, side. Of course. Um, yeah. So how far, in your opinion, how far have we come in all of this and how far do we still have to go? I guess what I'm asking is how much talking do we still need to do? Um, I, I don't think the conversation will ever stop and the conversation is also ever changing. So as much as uh, you can look out into the world and say, man, it's horrible, everything is, is bad, it's looking just disgusting, uh, but truthfully, it is better. It is better than it used to be. Um, even the conversations that we're having are different and better and important. Ten, five, seven, ten years ago, I wasn't talking about intersectionality or BIPOCs or pronouns. I wasn't talking about, you know, uh, making sure that we create safe spaces for individuals. They were still needed. They weren't even part of the conversation. That conversation was a different conversation. It was a conversation of, am I allowed in this space? Can I can I live in the LGBT LGBT world? It all it was only LGBT, right? There was not two plus. We didn't. It was none of this existed yet it existed but no it wasn't it wasn't acknowledged so the fact that we're acknowledging things and even though they're uncomfortable for people and it's difficult this is how it goes it's it, it's difficult then it becomes no longer difficult it's obtuse and abnormal then it becomes normal there's a time where wearing seatbelts was so wild it was like no one's taking away my freedoms like and now most people wear a seatbelt you know it's times change and we change with them we have a long way to go and mm -hmm. talk's not enough for sure talk's not enough mm -hmm. but you have to 
Uh, here's the thing, thoughts become things. This is a fact. It doesn't matter what it is. Even the, the map, this computer, our conversation, the clothes we're wearing, somebody had a thought. That thought then was articulated, written down, followed through with, actions were taken, and now they exist. Yeah. Talk is important. Uh, we need to make sure that we take that talk into action, follow through with said actions. We see real tangible changes in our everyday life. They don't show up without the thought and then the talking. So we will continue to talk no matter what it feels like. Uh, history tells us it does work, but only when we follow through with movement. Awesome. That, that's incredible. Um, so in addition to being an activist, you're an artist um, mentored by the great Sidney Poitier. You are a great actor, writer, producer, and director. With this great talent, though, comes a great responsibility. So please share this responsibility as it pertains to you to be in black. You know what sound that is? Yes. <laughs> it's very spidey. On my wrist. <laughs> that's the Spider-Man quote. With great power comes great responsibility. Yes. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. But not just with great power. Uh, with any power, with any platform, with any position comes responsibility. It's too easy to say with great power so I can look at someone else and say they're on, I've, I've placed them on a pedestal. I've placed them somewhere here so they're responsible for all of the responsibility that needs to happen, not me. And that's not true. It is not true. You have people watching you, looking at you, looking to you, being inspired by you, whether you know it or not, especially in a social media world. You might have six followers. Guess what? You have six followers. You have responsibility to six people, one person, it doesn't matter. So yes, great responsibility, but it's not something that we are offering to someone else so that we can sit back and watch. We all have this responsibility to act. We have responsibility to use whatever platform, whatever voice we have to elevate, amplify, uh, and sponsor other voices that don't. We have a responsibility to understand what our privileges are. What are they? What are the things that I have that I didn't work for that make life easier for me? And then let me use those to help those who don't have them. Right? That's all it's about. Let's use them as superpowers. If we're talking about superpowers, let's call a privilege a superpower. You know, I'm tall, that's my superpower. If you're white, that's your superpower. It doesn't mean you don't work for what you have. It just means being white wasn't one of the things that made it harder. For me, just being tall means it just, it's not, it's easier for me to reach stuff. It's not, it's not a knock on me. It doesn't mean I didn't work hard in other ways. Find those out. And when you find those out, you have a responsibility to make life easier for those who don't have it. Oh my gosh, love that response. Um, you know, I, I'd like to end this conversation with a word that it began with, awkward. So here's where it gets fun. There is something about awkwardness that is so incredibly funny mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. So what I would love is for you to share one of the most awkward, funny moments that you have had. Awkward and funny. That's interesting, right? Because I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I'd jump in right to say that awkward is always funny. Awkward? You know what? Here's what happens. People laugh when they're nervous, when they feel awkward. There's a stress response to something that is new and, and uncomfortable. So the, the laugh response might look like it's funny, but oftentimes that's just what our reaction is because this, this environment feels strange and foreign to us. And that's just what we do. Now, that being said, uh, you know, I, I think that things become less awkward the more you do them. Um, but if I'm thinking about the most awkward thing in this line of work that's happened, oh man, I don't know. What would I say that's awkward slash funny? 
I, I like, you know, I'm usually the one doing it to other people. This is the thing. <laughs> Rarely has anyone caught me off guard in an awkward situation. You know, if someone tries to touch my hair, here's a funny one. I got one. I found it. Okay. So, so oftentimes people will come up to me um, and they're like, oh, Jesse, you, do you play for the CFL? Are you a pro professional football team, CFL team? Uh, and, and, and those who can't see me because they're just listening. So I'm six foot uh, three. 250 pounds, I'm talking like rippling hard, zero body fat, sculpted from stone. No, it's not that, I'm just, but I'm in decent shape, right? Uh, and so people often think that I play football. Uh, and so my response to them, first off, if they say CFL, I say, obviously this is an NFL body, A, and B, it's usually that short white man. And I will reply back to him, uh, no, I'm not, but are you, uh, you're, you're a jockey, right? You ride horses? And then when they hear me say that, they're like, what? Huh, I can't believe you say that. It's not even understanding the fact you just did that to me by looking at my height and size, you've decided that I only could be a football player. And by your stature, I imagine you could ride on the back of a horse and not hurt it. I, I feel like that's a fair uh, you know, comparison. And it usually goes pretty well at the end. And I laugh a lot inside. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for, for everything that you've shared. Your story is incredible. Your game, I cannot wait to get it, to play it. Mm -hmm. I love that it is not cards against, but rather for humanity Absolutely. and bringing us all together. Um, thank you for the courage that you share and invite others to embrace. And thank you for helping all of us become a bit more aware now. Thank you. I mean, thank you. And I'll, I'll, I'll echo that because, you know, at the end of the day, safe people can be brave people um, and you create a safe space for people to share stories uh, and when people can hear it and feel safe then they're they're encouraged to be courageous so I appreciate you laying down that environment platform for everyone else well uh, I just yeah you are so welcome thank you for all that you do and continue to do to help all of us uh, to help us all just wake the world up yeah let's wake yeah, up that's what we're doing collectively let's all roll out of bed and start this day properly I appreciate your time thank you so much thanks thank you tune into our podcast subscribe to our magazine Find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.